Paul's letter to Philemon challenges him to a greater level of freedom in Christ. How would you receive such a letter? Who in your life needs to receive such a letter? Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on September 8th for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, 10.30 a.m. Mass at Ascension Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. It's St. Paul's letter to Philemon, and it's different from many of St. Paul's letters. Uh, most of St. Paul's letters are uh, written to communities, and so they, um, it's the St. Paul to the Corinthians, St. Paul to uh, the Colossians. They are uh, letters to a community. So the, the thing about this letter is that it's, it's strange in that it's written to a particular person. Now, there are the letters of St. Paul, or we think that it might be St. Paul, and it might be somebody writing in the name of St. Paul. It gets very complicated. I'll spare you for now. But to Timothy and Titus, who are two bishops, now... That's kind of different because when you write to the bishop of a local church, you're kind of writing to the local church in a sense. So this one is is really different because it's to an average citizen, an average individual that Paul has met on his travels, on his desire to go from location uh, to location to location, uh, evangelizing, preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. So that in itself is... is, uh, unique. It's also unique that it was kept because, I mean, it's a letter to an individual. Uh, They must have, or at least Philemon must have uh, answered it in such a way or been moved in such a way that it became a part of that collection of letters that was kept uh, where it could have just been lost to history. We do have to recall that uh, sending a letter across the Mediterranean in those days is nothing like turning on your phone and sending an email. That you have to get the parchment, you have to get the ink, you have to know how to write, you have to write it, you have to get it there and hope that it does get there, you know? It's not like the post office, not by any means. We, uh, we have this uh, letter of St. Paul to, the, to Philemon and, and we don't often here preaching on Paul's letters uh, for two reasons, I think. One is that often the letters are sent to these communities as a form of correction. So Paul has been amongst the people and has proclaimed the word of God, has left, and then hears that they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. And so he sends a letter to, to encourage them but it's also to correct them. So Paul's letters often have this kind of hammer feel to them, that uh, kind of like uh, pounding on the, the, the pulpit kind of preaching. And, uh, well, I don't really do that too much, so uh, I don't preach about Paul too often. And the other reason, the reason I, 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 I think is even more important, is that Paul's letters don't really tell a story so much. They're more about just theology in general. They don't really tell a story. Um, There's a story there, but it's a deeper kind of understanding of what was going on 
in those different communities. But with this one, there is a story here because it's this letter to this individual, Philemon. And so Philemon, an average person, average individual, but he does own at least one slave, Onesius. And Onesius is with Paul, presumably in Rome, helping him while Paul is in prison. Apparently, Paul's in prison, but not Onesius, even though he's an escaped slave. So it's, it's kind of bizarre anyways, but it all works out. Um, so Paul writes this letter and sends it back to Philemon in the hands of Onesius himself. So Paul sends Onesius back, says, you may have missed your slave. Here he is. Um, you know, if you were wondering where he went to, he's been with me. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to set him free. Now, Paul can be pretty forceful. I mean, we, we see that in his letters. He can, he'll tell you straight up what he wants you to do. But Paul, in this letter, gives Philemon the opportunity to do the right thing. To accept Onesius as Paul himself. To accept Onesius as a brother in Christ. He doesn't tell him to set him free. He says, I want to give you the opportunity to do just that. And so it's, a, it's about opening Philemon up to that possibility of freedom, opening him to that, that, uh, that chance uh, to live more and more in the freedom of Christ. Now, before you tell yourselves, well, I don't own a slave, I hope, if any of you own slaves, we have much more to talk about. So, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that none of you own slaves, even though I, I don't want to make light of it. It is, it is a, uh, a concern throughout the world. Uh, but I, I do hope, as good Christian people, that none of us here uh, own slaves. And so you may sit back and say, well, I'm good. Nothing here for me. But I wonder... I wonder what would happen if Paul wrote you a letter. What would Paul write you about? What particular reality in your life would Paul be challenging you on? Now, Philemon, if we imagine his response for just a moment, what would Philemon's response have been when he got this letter? Because I can kind of imagine what the response would be in our day and age. Huh. Paul, you're going to get it now. Paul, you, you hypocrite. You're stupid. You're ugly. You know, how dare you? Paul, how dare you? Of, of all the things you do, uh, you, you're challenging me? Who are you? Who are you? If that was... Philemon's response, then he did not hear the opportunity to live more in the freedom of Christ. So if Paul sent you a letter, which kind of reaction would you have? Would you point the finger at Paul and say, oh no, we're not going to look at me, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw things back at you? Or would you see that as a conversation between two disciples of Christ calling us deeper into that freedom. So that's one challenge. The other challenge is a bit more complicated. Who in your life 
do you need to be Paul for? Who in your life do you need to challenge in Christ to grow in the freedom of Christ? This is complicated because most of us, our knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, this person needs to change because this annoys me, or they do this to me, or this is what I see. And it might actually be the same thing that Christ would call them out on, that Paul would call them out on, but why are we doing it? Why would we do it? If we are writing this letter, if we're challenging our sister or our brother to grow deeper in their freedom in Christ, are we doing it for our benefit? Or are we doing it for Christ's benefit? Again, it might be the same challenge, but why are we doing it? And so how would you receive such a letter from Paul? Such a letter that calls us deeper into that freedom? And who would you write such a letter to? Calling us together as a community in freedom and in love to grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.